Hello and welcome to episode 250 of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name's Aaron and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. And this week is an exception because we're talking about the 1998 uh, sci-fi action Adventure. thriller disaster film. What do you do when the brink of humanity it's here, mate. We're going to die out. Like the dinosaurs, as the film tells us quite early on, 65 million years ago, the same thing happened to dinosaurs, but they hadn't, you know, created NASA. They hadn't created oil drills. They hadn't created Bruce Willis. Armageddon. Armageddon out of here. That's what, we, that's what we're here to talk about in this uh, this episode. This momentous occasion as we uh, as we celebrate a quarter of a century of podcasts. That's very impressive. <laughs> it is. And, you know, for our 100th, we did He-Man, Master of the Universe. For our 200th, we did uh, Inner, Inner Space. Space. <laughs> and so it just makes sense that for 250, we have to start questioning, are we on the quest to find the greatest of all time? Because we did Steven Seagal four weeks ago. We did, and we're still paying for it. We are. Every time I load up IMDb, it's like Steven Seagal's page opens. It's like, you you will watch this. What I love about it is, well, because I didn't finish it, as in I left like a minute of the credits to go, every time I turn on Disney Plus, it goes, would you like to finish watching Under Siege 2 Dark Territory? And my response to always that is, no. Well, well when I finish watching Armageddon this week, as the cast is going up and I'm sat there in disbelief of the two hours and 30 minutes I've just wasted, um... It, it was like films you may want to watch next. Independence Day 2. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Independence Day. The first one came on and I was like, this is the rarest occasion where the film recommended, which is it, is still somehow better than the film. Let's just say though that Armageddon for the longest time was was the epitome of the bad film that's good. People quote this film. People know this film. It came out in the, the late 90s, but here we are in 2023. People know this film. Mm. So let's be honest, it wasn't a disaster. It's a Michael Bay Clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. There's a, if you're playing Michael Bay Bingo, don't worry, we'll get into it. Uh, you know, is there sexism? Yes. Is there racism? Yes. Is there a bit noncy? Yes. <laughs> it's got all. Is there randomly naked women in it for no reason? Yes. Don't worry, if you've got your bingo card, you're going to win is today. slow motion helicopter? <laughs> yeah. Is but, there slow motion everything? Oh, mate, it, I've got is questions. Is there fast edits and cuts throughout that make it look like you're watching a video game sequence? Yes. Is is there a bit on the asteroid that's perfectly capable of them landing? Like a little room, if you will. Is which it? is never more noticeable when you watch a film now, where you have ludicrous ears. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to go into the 168 uh, errors that NASA have found out. In Isn't the... it amazing that there's only 168? I, I know, I know. Although I'd like to point out that is more than one a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh no is, is it I think so yeah something yeah, like that yeah. it's getting close it's getting close to it, it in bear in mind the first like 20 minutes not even anything to do with that <laughs> so that's pretty I, impressive yeah I think, I think we can safely say there's at least an error every two minutes in, in Armageddon then according to NASA's uh, scientists it starts off quite early with its cast I mean <laughs> <laughs> it starts off early when I press play <laughs> so why would you watch this film and not Deep Impact well yeah, I don't great know question <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it does worry. I was thinking about this earlier because I got that text off you saying, should we do it? Should we do Armageddon? I was like, okay, because I do have We've fond been... memories of it. I mean, I was I was like 10 when that film came out oh and when God. I watched it and I remember watching it. My dad, um, my brother was away for the weekend. It was back on pay-per-view, uh, you know, when you had NTL and you had 50 channels and I think channel 49 and 50 were the pay-per-view channels. Kids at school were talking about it. It was this big sci-fi disaster movie. You know, scenes of asteroids and meteor, uh, meteor meteors blowing up cities. And I was like, I want to watch it. And, yeah. and I thought it was a bonding experience with me and my dad. And we haven't spoken since. <laughs> no, in all honesty, in all honesty, I remember being a kid watching it, glued, laying down in front of the telly. Like my arms had gone to sleep. Like I was like laying, watching this film in awe. 
and and you know we'll get to it but the fin- the finale of this the film i turned to my dad and he was asleep <laughs> and now here i am in 2023 thinking yeah i, I, I get why you, I get why you fell asleep let's be honest you watch this because like you said the kids in the playground were talking about the special effects you know it was what 997 998 what did you yeah, say 98 the film 98 yeah. so we were it was new you know independence day had perfected blowing shit up mm-hmm. so we thought we'll have more of that it was bruce west bruce with this was hot yeah, yeah. With these, uh, let's be honest, a lot of the cast were lucky well, I that this think, career did I think this is one of four of the Bruce Willis payback movies. Okay. So Bruce Willis, did, uh, he sunk a movie that he was a producer on. It was called like the Broadway Boxer or something. It was oh, like yeah. a musical golden era like film that he was producing. And he was throwing his weight around as the Hollywood hotshot, fired everyone, directors, actors, screenwriters, everything. And the and the film then canned. And the film had been fronted. So Bruce Willis owed the studios uh. money. So in return, he had to do four films. Now, Sixth Sense was one of them. Armageddon was one. The Kid with the Disney movie. I'm going to tell you now, I've got a soft spot for The Kid. I've got a soft spot for that. And, I, and Sixth Sense it's, is good. It's at the end when he comes back and he's the pilot of the red plane. I was like... Didn't see it coming. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely didn't oh, see it Bruce coming. Bruce Willis is the kid. He is the kid. <laughs> but but also, and I'm going to. I know we're not. This is not the kid. It doesn't make any sense because technically he's created a paradox because he went back in time to get his adult self to meet his kid self. But how did he know that if that didn't happen? Paradox. Uh, yeah. I, that when I watched the kid, that was the thing that really stuck with me as well. Not I, that Bruce Willis was pretty good with an old mustache. Unbreakable might have been the fourth, but I know he certainly at the end of the he had that that you know that time that he, that sentence he had to serve by the mm. studio was like you you will be doing four films four i but i mean it wasn't like a rough deal i think it was like you're gonna do you're gonna pay us back 20 million over four movies so he had to do them at a reduced rate and probably armageddon was the big hit the blockbuster yes that he probably if he wasn't tied down to that would have made a lot more from with his price tag late 90s bruce willis um you know i mean what's also really weird is this is after Independence Day and after Roland Emmerich was already blowing shit up yeah, because it feels like a film that would inspire Roland Emmerich it's weird to live in a world where this film inspired Armageddon isn't it it's, it's like oh Independence Day become, became first which means what the fuck inspired Independence Day yeah well it's Roland Emmerich's Roland Emmerich's office tits dreams to, to, see the, to see the world blown up yeah, that was the biggest take home for me. I mean, the thing with Roland Emmerich destroying the world, though, with his disaster movies, is there's always an era of fun and and stupidity. I've, I've always said he always does something different to destroy cities, that's, and that's mm. what I'm a fan of. You know, Moonfall, he's like, well, how do I destroy this city? Somehow, get the moon involved. I'm looking forward to his next one when it's potatoes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just potatoes revolt and destroy the planet. I do, I do think... The, one of my main gripes with Armageddon is that it, it does it does try to play the straight cards yep. and be a serious film. Yep. There's like no no shit like and you know an asteroid destru- killed the dinosaurs. It could happen again. Mm. So here's one the size of Texas hurtling <sighs> towards Earth. It starts off quick as well. I know we're not getting into science just yet, but it starts off with that deep growly man's voice going. It happened 65 million years ago. They weren't ready. Mm. Are we ready now? And you're like. Well, I assume so, because the film's not going to end. <laughs> with this, Although I did say, I was, I was watching the end of this film with Esther, and I went, if I was, if I was, spoilers, if I was the one left behind, I would be tempted to not blow it. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be the person to end humanity. Can you think of like, if there is an afterlife, the fucking infamy. <laughs> You'd be like, you killed Everyone, but like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I just didn't want it. I just wanted to see what happened. It's like, it's like, no, I, it, I didn't. The asteroid did. I just chose not to save anyone. Exactly. I would love that. But, but bear in mind, he would die at the exact same time, wouldn't he? Because he was on the asteroid by then. Yeah, Spoilers. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about it. It's a Michael Bay movie, as James already alluded to. It's a disaster sci-fi thriller action adventure. It's about rough neck oil drillers that are enlisted to stop a meteor that's headed towards a... <laughs> the bullshit side One of the greatest <laughs> plot holes in cinema history. The concept, the idea, the cheek, that it's quicker to train uh, oil drillers to become astronauts than it is to train astronauts to become oil drillers because they don't know the they don't know you know the Drills. material mate they don't know what it's like fuck it, that scene <laughs> that scene is so so good where like Bruce Willis is in the hangar and um, and he's like looking at the astronauts and they might as well be dressed as clowns. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And he's like, I'm a third generation oil driller. These guys but don't know what they're is this, doing. This is the one where he's like, he's angry that they've, they've stolen this patent for his machine. Yeah. And he's like, what, you you got keys to the patent office? And I was like, I would have been like, the world's going to explode, mate. Like, mm. fuck off. Priorities. <gasps> All right, just get to fuck. And then he's like, let me guess, it's chewing, chewing this. What I don't understand is, he's shown them, he's fixed them. He's fixed the problem. Mm. You can fuck off now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've, you, there was a problem and to- you fixed it. Well done. Could you fuck off? He now? turns to Billy Bob and he's like, "Let me get this straight." He's like, "He goes, let me be clear. Get up there and drill. That's it." And he goes, "No spacewalking or or uh, or astronaut bollocks." And Billy Bob's like, "Yeah, that sounds easy compared to landing on an asteroid and drilling." Now I'm not taking that away from Armstrong, you know, when he landed on the moon. Yeah, but he didn't have but, to drill. But he didn't have to drill, did he? <laughs> he didn't have to take a nuclear warhead up there. That's what you don't see. It's like one small step for man, one giant for mankind. But at least the fuck I don't have to drill up here. <laughs> yeah. It's bullshit. That's actually what he said. <laughs> He's cut off. That's the problem with the world. <laughs> the film is, uh, you know, the absolute pinnacle of a mission where if anything could go wrong, it will go wrong. Um, it, the film starts. This is Earth at a time when dinosaurs ruled. This is the the over over yeah. uh, speech, the, the narrative. If, if you thought you were in for bollocks, mate, no, you're in for some serious acting. This is the Earth at a time when the dinosaurs ruled a lush, a lush and fertile planet. A piece of rock just six miles wide changed all that. It hit with a force of ten thousand nuclear weapons, and then we see a graphic of Earth on fire, destruction. Big. Mm. Now, the, the the score at this point. Yeah. You know, it's pretty like dun 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 dun. It, it's terrible. It's horrible. It is, it's, it's, it's terrifying. Not, doesn't look like a nice place to live, does it? it the old Earth. Yeah, yeah. Poor uh, dinosaurs. I'll, I'll be honest. Twenty seconds in, I was like, "Have I put on Super Mario?" This? <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> "If it happened before, it'll happen again. It's just a question of when." Yeah, Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're here for. I mean, it's bleak to start yeah. with, isn't it? To you know, the idea that the the Earth has once been annihilated by an asteroid. Michael Bay's just going to whip his bollocks out and slap them all over this film. Other uh, other tiles considered Armageddon or 10 Things I Hate About Ben Affleck, which, which you'll come to realise. This film tries to kill Ben Affleck. Every opportunity, mm. kill him. <laughs> kill him. Yeah. That might, that guy should go to Vegas, mate, because he got some fucking luck. He's, he's the equivalent of the cockroach yeah. of the film, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> just survives. Just survives. Just survives. But, and there's going to be lots of things here. There's going to be high moments, there's going to be low moments. I'm settling in. And I, I came from this place of, I remember this being a good, bad film. And it's funny how I haven't seen this for about 10 years. Oh, I couldn't that, have been, actually, because I saw it with Esther when we first started dating. I'm surprised she's still with me. Yeah. <laughs> so that, it's been a that, year. That's the thing, isn't it? Is, is Bad movies can be great and can become cult-like. Yes. And I suppose the question with this is, is Armageddon just a bad movie? Like, critics mm. pan this film. I, I wonder why. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it was. I remember a lot of the reviews where it's loud, it's brash, it's, it's over the top. It's the kind of film where... Uh, cinemas were playing it so loud it was bleeding into other screens uh, you know and other screens of other films and and uh, I remember a lot of the reviewers um, you know coming back saying it's outrageous I, I mean even you don't need to be a NASA scientist to get that the science in this film is bad and, and inaccurate <laughs> yeah 
My favourite, I'm going to jump right to it, is, that, is when they leave the asteroids yeah. and it takes off like it's a, like it's just a domestic plane. Yeah. Do, do yeah, you know what I mean? Like this, because this there's rocket ship. Yeah, yeah. What I love about it is as well, is, I know uh, we're getting into it, but but when they're trying to get on it, there's lots of other little asteroids around it. And the reason why, like the asteroid knows at one point that it's going to kill him, so it decides to ramp up the pressure. It's like, oh, mm. oh, you're here to drill a hole in me. I thought you were just... Asteroid people. I didn't realise. I didn't realise realize you were fucking drillers. I hate drillers because they could destroy me. My one weakness <laughs> is a drill. <laughs> and he goes, and then it starts like spinning. But then there's no other like little meteorites that destroyed the independence yeah. <laughs> nearly an hour ago. <laughs> That's right. I use the word nary. <laughs> At the beginning of the film, we see us. Uh, uh, we're up in space. There's an asteroid. Uh, sorry, there's an astronaut <laughs> fixing something. A space satellite, yeah. I think. Maybe. It's a space thing. He has tools and he's doing stuff with ground control telling him to keep calm. Billy Bob introduced very early on as the head of NASA, or at least this department of NASA. Yeah, exactly. The the balls to the wall department of NASA. <laughs> uh, you know, and he's telling this he's telling this astronaut, he's like, calm down. But we know later that he never got accepted because of a bum leg. He never got accepted to go into space. So fuck you, mate. The guy's in, the guy's in space doing shit you can't do. Leave it. If he wants to panic... Fucking, he's in Armageddon for crying out loud. Let him panic. And also, I mean, he's up in space and he's he's fixing stuff. I mean, he don't know what's about to happen. No. Because a bang, a small meteor shower destroys everything, blows him up. In space, we literally hear him scream. Yeah. That's the first thing in this movie where I'm like, okay, there we go. Yeah, the asteroid screams. Did you not notice that? The asteroid right? screams. The asteroid but screams. But then, he, <laughs> but then the, the astronaut's visor breaks. So he's like, rah! It's like, yeah. there's a lot of sound in space. There is a lot of sound. Uh, Houston, they're screaming. Everything's <gasps> blowing up. Spaceship's gone. America starts to panic. Uh, it could be a surprise missile attack. There's lots of chatter. They there don't know is. what's happening. It could be anything. And during this time, we get we get to see a, a young, humble young man with his dog being very racist. Eddie Griffin. <laughs> Eddie Griffin. He was a, it's, Michael Bay doesn't do salty mm. or speech for ethnic people or minority people. He's just not a very good um, writer. And he tries to put himself in the shoes of these people. So bingo, if you've got racism, there you mm. go pretty early on. Yeah, I mean, you've got that. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's typical Michael Bay uh, territory or action movie, 90s action movie territory, where we go from, at the beginning of this film, fast scenes, fast sequences to set up the premise very early on. So you've got a, a disaster up in space with uh, some casualties, NASA down on the ground not knowing what's going on. We cut to a married couple, an old man with a telescope, screaming at his wife to go get the telephone book yeah, because he needs to call NASA. dickhead. Uh, where did he get that telescope? I don't, what I love about it as well is that he's got the best telescope in the world. NASA hasn't. Well, they say, they say later on, only only nine um, telescopes can spot this meteorite. Yeah. So he, Bruce Willis says, why have we not got mass hysteria and chaos? He's like, mm. nine. Uh, there's only nine telescopes on the planet that You'd can like see Russia, it. America, China, well, Great Britain, one we, bloke in Utah. He says, he, he said, Billy Bob says, America own eight of them, James. Yeah. Apart from that other one that spotted it, yeah, who is who is American as well? <laughs> yeah. um, he's screaming. So you got that guy screaming at the telephone, you know, to get the telephone book to call NASA. We cut to New York, as James said, Eddie Griffin on his bike going over the bridge. We see a fight with a blob Godzilla, which I think is a bit of a nod to the other blockbuster that came out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It did. Both did exceptionally well, didn't they? That also that also killed our podcast. <laughs> Bang asteroids, you know, yellow cabs flipping over. Not that impressive, is it? Chaos ensues, more cars flipping. There's an asteroid that goes through a bus. It's very chaotic. I was like, oh, it's dodged all the uh, major landmarks. No, so then no. the Empire State falls yeah, down. So that's, it's, you know, it goes through it's Grand got Central one of Station, yeah. blows up. Love the fact that this meteor attack as well only destroys bits mm. of New York. 
Whereas when it comes to Paris, fuck Paris. Oh, mate. <laughs> Paris is just Paris gone. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we Can see I... people, uh, you know, scattering, running, buildings toppling down. It's all go. You don't want to compare this. So I said to Esther as well, it's like, when is this set? Because maybe not set here. Uh, so it's really important the audience know that this is modern day then. So it's the turn of the millennium, you know, that type of era. But later, when people start gathering around TVs and radios, why is it set in the 50s? <laughs> well, mm. he just randomly goes, these people live in the 60s. You might as well have just had Amish people <laughs> interpreting the clouds. But they like, did, I mean, must again, be Armageddon. It's, it's the same as, same as Independence Day, isn't it? To show that, I suppose to show the scale, the global I, pandemic. I do, th- I do think Independence Day did such a good job. People, st- It seemed more awe-inspiring. In this one, it was just kind of like explosions, but there was still time for quick libs. Mm. And, and is- in Independence Day, most people miss the relationship or, or the correlation with uh, War of the Worlds. You know, War of the Worlds die, you know, the, the alien species die off due to a virus. And in this, they it just digitalise yeah. it and make it a computer virus. So, oh my God, has got layers. <laughs> it, well, there's parallels to, to, to a much better story. <laughs> um, you know, whereas, yeah, Independence Day, uh, sorry, Armageddon, he's, he's just a, he's just just, a mess of action, just, isn't it? It's just it's, coming. Um, there's no, the, I mean, we're, we're going to get to it. They try, they have the fucking cheek to try and string you know, one storyline of humanity between Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler's character. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that just doesn't really do much, does it? No. Don't back worry, this time will come. <laughs> back at NASA HQ, we get, you know, what we always see in the uh, in the Space Command, sweaty people scrambling with papers. Yeah, also, I know NASA's trying to probably, you know, save budget so they can put it into two, two like, prototype, ships that are going to go off but here's where we start why does no one in NASA turn the lights on it's like the darkest fucking place in the world yeah well the president wants answers doesn't he he's like is it over is there more to answers, come turn the lights off <laughs> is it over is there more to come yes there is two hours and 22 minutes of this film our amateur peeping Tom with a telescope phones Billy Bob up uh, sharing the coordinates of what he's found a whacking huge meteor is on its way and he wants to call it Dotty after his wife as it's a vicious life sucking bitch from which there is no escape. How awkward is it when they don't die? <laughs> when they destroy that at the end, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> it's like, I lo- love you. <laughs> L- love you. Please don't poison me to death. Uh, more hustling, uh, fast cuts to satellite photos. The president's on the phone from Air Force One, still wants answers. This is when we get it. This is when um, Billy Bob delivers those lines. We are less than 10 minutes into the film, mm. and Billy Bob delivers that. It's a, a meteor the size of Texas. The damage is total. Yeah. So it's the end of mankind. It's a humanity killer asteroid. Don't need to know dimensions. President's not a smart man. It's like, how big is it? It's like, this bad state of Texas, that'll do. Yeah, you don't matter where to, it lands. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just like, I love that. It's like, no, 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 but no, seriously. Mm. How big is it? I need to know so we can formulate pen. Bad size of Texas. No, I need specifics. <laughs> you can see it. You can measure it. Could you tell me how much? No, it's bad size of Texas. All oh, right, that'll okay, do. cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Dickhead. <laughs> 11 minutes 32 in. You should listen to this man. He's the smartest man in the world. I'm That's right. It's fucking Malchus Malfoy. Oh, fuck it. Malicious um, Malfoy? Yeah, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Yeah. I, love, I, love, I love an Isaac sighting. Uh, he's, not, he's not in it just yet. This is the bit oh, where Billy Bob uh, has to set up the film. What's at stake? What you've sat down to watch on a Friday night, uh, Friday night. It doesn't matter where it hits. Nothing will survive. Cut to a man running and he bursts in the room. We have 18 days until That's, it hits Earth. Oh my God. What You can't do anything in that time, mate. Might as well just leave. 18 Give it in. 18 days. Cut to Bruce Willis. What? Driving go, uh, golf balls off an oil rig. A, a, a boat of protesters. 
quite funny actually. Yeah. Quite funny. I'm doing like that. Um, it's 90s Willis. The best Willis. The fading hair, the stubble, the cocky man's attitude. Willis playing Harry Stamper. He owns an oil rig. Like Harry, we share a love for hard work, principles, and a dislike for Ben Affleck, who screwed up Pump 2 last night. Yeah, well, did he? <laughs> I have no idea what this means. I'm putting brackets at this point. I have no idea what this means, but Willis is pissed off. He is. So he wanted to close down Pump 2 because he didn't think he was going to get anything for it. Spoilers. Foreshadowing. Ben Affleck was probably in charge last night and he went, leave it running. Mm. Went against Harry's orders because he thinks they're going to strike oil. Harry says they're not. Oh, what's going to happen in 10 minutes? Maybe you'll find out after some light gunplay. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. To make things worse, he's got a guest in the bedroom. So Willis goes to find Affleck, who's trying to get some well-earned shut eye. Yeah, because um, he's, presumably he's been working all night because he kept the drill on and he's also been porking your door. So. <laughs> yeah, Grace, played by Liv Tyler. Bruce yeah, is, shame in it. I like this bit as well. <laughs> Bruce Willis has a golf club in his hands, even though we just saw him throw it off the side of the oil rig. <laughs> Which means he picked up another set. <laughs> um, but he chooses to go get his shotgun. Obviously. I mean, this this scene, again, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because looking at it now, Liv Tyler is of a, is, is of a consented age to make her own choices. Yep. And Bruce Willis's response, this is very 90s dad, isn't it? Is it? Nice, I'm going to go get my shotgun because how dare you have a relationship with anyone, let alone yeah. a, a, an oil driller. And the only one that you could presumably have a relationship with, because they're all either old or... Or Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> but then this is where you get like another tick of the bingo, where she says something like, when they have the correspondence, and she's like, I haven't done anything wrong. You know, I grew up on oil rigs. Who, who was I supposed to date? Brock Hound showed me how to put on tampons. You're like, oh, there he is, Nancy. There you go. Tick. Mm. <laughs> it's... But you do, and I do actually think this is a great way to introduce yourself to several characters. Because as he's chasing him through the aura, you do get to meet every character at one yeah, point. Michael Clark Duncan. Other than, do you know what's weird? Mm. You don't see Owen Wilson until... Oh, the, he gets arrested. It, 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 yeah, no, until the bit where they get rounded up, and he's like, I need yeah. my crew. You oh, don't see Owen Wilson on the oil rig. You don't see the one that's definitely going to die, whose name's so forgettable as well. You know, the, you, you know the one. Max. You, no, isn't Max the larger one? Yeah. There's another one. That's what I mean. He's so forgettable. You're like, who's that? It doesn't matter. He'll die first. He dies in the independence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've really early Wilson. on. Yeah. Goes that down. was weird, wasn't it? But then again, Owen Wilson wasn't Owen Wilson at the time. He was Luke Wilson's brother, which is weird. We lived in a time where Luke Wilson was the more famous Wilson brother. This is Owen Wilson when he's he's doing Bottle Rocket in early Wes Anderson movies. There you and go. I think he'd done The Haunted by this point. Which he also died in pretty early on. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Don't worry, his time will come. Will it? I don't, I don't know, he did some films. <laughs> um, Starsky and Hutch. Point taken. There you go. Yeah. Um, we dance between NASA and then we see the uh, the most educated man on the planet rush in, which is Jason Isaacs. Um, just uh, just how, how does he convince people of the analogy of, let's just fire nukes at it? Nah. No, because that's not well, how it works. <laughs> So yeah, so you get these you get these balanced scenes now where Bruce Willis is literally walking around an oil rig, his oil rig, shooting a shotgun, a yeah. live shotgun. It's fine. International waters, he can do that. Apparently, of course he can. Of course, you can kill someone just throw him overboard. What's all of the fact that he says I'm not trying to aim for him? It's like, so what are you doing? Yeah. Just endangering everyone's fucking life. You do shoot him in the end. And also, yeah, I mean, his concern is that someone's left a, 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 a drill running overnight or pump two when he has to close it down. Yeah, yeah. Any one of these ricochets could could cause like catastrophic catastrophic damage to everyone exactly a slight ignition it's oil for crying out loud if movies has taught me anything anything, (laughs) why have they got a shotgun on that why have they got a shotgun on it maybe pirates oh maybe I still think the scariest fucking thing is Michael Clark Duncan with that giant wrench what do you need that wrench for the wrench is massive (laughs) he's just like I'm not trying to stop you I'm just trying to 
give him uh, give, give him, him a headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like Michael Clark. I, I love Michael Clark Duncan. Um, I also like Chick at this point. His right hand man is go to Will Patton. <clears throat> Will Patton is okay at this point. Will Patton and Owen Wilson. I'll say it now. Maybe my favorite two characters in this. No, Owen, Wilson, you're wrong, Owen you're Wilson wrong. has this thing about him where he's like, he's you know where he's the most natural at being what I imagine we would be because he's like, am I ninety eight percent scared or ninety eight percent excited? Yeah. And he or can't maybe decide. Two percent excited, ninety eight percent scared. And then there's a bit where he's like, where where he, it's a setup line where he goes to Billy Bob Thornton. What are we expecting up there? And it's just so that Michael Bay can do the you know the the pan around shot of Billy Bob Thornton saying mm. like you know, unpredictable, uh, you know, weather conditions, you know, in the shade and blistering hot sun. We don't see any of that, by the way. No, we don't know. And, um, you know, and, and earthquakes. I mean, in the name earthquake, yeah. I imagine you have to be, you know, pl- platonic plates like rubbing on each other, but apparently the asteroid has earthquakes as well. Also, uh, this is a question I was going to say for later, but it's naturally come up now. How do they know what it's like on an asteroid? Who's been on an asteroid? Should they have got like, Lawrence Fishburne, it's like he survived on asteroid for several years and then parachuted off. You needed someone, because otherwise he's like, oh no, candy. It's, 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 it's nice, dreams, dreams come true on the asteroid. It's a magical place. You could have just said anything. If you're going to lie, you go, oh, it's great. It's fantastic. Just go up there. It'd be brilliant. But, you know, it, it goes back to Owen Wilson and he's like, scariest, uh, scariest scene possibility. Imagine, imagine. Yeah. And, and, and so... You know, there are bits where Owen Wilson's quite grounded and, and he's like you, he's the viewer. You know, yeah. he isn't all macho and, you know, Michael Clark Duncan dancing on the table and Just Bruce Willis he's, he's scared, mate. He's all right, yeah. He's I, I quite like, and Will Patton has, has, he has the humanity arc. So whereas they try and put the ball, the eggs in the basket of of um, Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck, Will Patton, the scene, like his son scene, yeah. is, is, is sweet, you it, know, when he drops off the, the, the shuttle and he's like, I'm gonna I am gonna do something that's gonna make you proud. There is a there is a there is an issue here though, and it is called the Con Air conundrum. So yeah. so we don't so we know he's divorced and we know he's not allowed to see his kids. So what did he do? So and he's a gambler. So it's a, essentially he gambled away that kid's college education. It's possible he's actually a proper fucking prick. Possible. Just like the best friend in Conair. Because he's going to a max security prison, but you never know why, because you're supposed to like him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Will Patton could have some fucking dark secrets in that film. Also, he chooses, he chooses to live on an oil rig. <laughs> so out so mm, maybe. <laughs> I'm what I've said he's acts well yeah he does act well something's coming up some big <laughs> well, I, you, I, I love as well that the memory of that kid like next day he's like there's a salesman and she immediately like so salesman it's your daddy <laughs> absolute bollocks line you could you could see the pen of the fucking director writing that it's like he's your daddy <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty bad actually. Isn't it? He is pretty bad. Oh, but don't worry, it gets worse. <laughs> Billy Bob gets flustered. Um, the Brainiacs can't come up with an idea to destroy the asteroid. It, you know, it's quite complicated. Oh my all... god! Here comes Jason Isaac with a big stack of papers. Keith Davis, who I'll say, fuck it, Keith Davis is saying what we're all thinking. Yep. Can't we nuke it? <laughs> can't guess. we just send up every nuke we've got every and try and blow got. it off trajectory? What I don't understand is well, some of the ideas that the people have, they get laughed out, but presumably. They're the smartest. They are smart. So why wouldn't, like, one of them... Well, they're the we'll, oil drillers, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them says, we'll land and we'll use, solar, we'll use solar panels to do this. And I was like, but that's technically kind of what they do. They do land on the asteroid. What's the bit that you don't like? Oh, well, they use science. <laughs> that's the bit you don't like. NASA's like, no, fucking nuke its tits off. <laughs> I believe if one of them goes, we need to move Earth. If we move Earth out of the way, the asteroid will just go straight past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put, put rockets in Africa and just like, shh. 
<laughs> just shimmy it out of the way. Yeah. yeah. There's um there's there's a lot. I love the ideas, but they all get poo-pooed out of the, immediately because he's like, "Come on, guys, we've only got eighteen days." It's like, yeah, which means they've come up with this plan in less than an hour. Fucking, that's a good <laughs> idea. Fuck off and leave them alone, Billy Bob. You're fucking great that they turned up to work. Because if I had eighteen days left, <laughs> fuck am I going to work? Also, why is it on Billy Bob? It's like I, I just do NASA. <laughs> Surely there's someone out there who's going like, "Oh no, no, I'll make the decision." Why is like the president going, "Oh, this low key, well, not low key, but he's like, oh, this this NASA guy, he'll sort out." Out. 18 days will put my feet up. It just doesn't make any sense. No. No, I think um, what they do, though, pretty well is Jason Isaacs does, at least in a film that is based on bullshit science. You do need to see me explain he, it. At least he explains it very quickly how, you know, he uses the old um, firecracker analogy mm. or metaphor. You blow it up in your hand, it'll, it'll burn, but if you close your fist around it, your wife's going to open your ketchup bottles for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But it, it does the job. In 30 seconds, you're like, okay, now I, I get I why get... they need to put the nuke in the asteroid. And kind of does make sense. You know, drill it halfway through. But but my question, I think it was Esther or myself, just went, well, if you've got two nukes, does that mean you could only do 400 instead of the 800? <laughs> it's a race, isn't it, between the two of them. In the training scene, in the underwater training scene, they say we're going to, with the reason, the fail safe is sending two of you up there. So if you both drill, only one of you needs to make it. Yeah, it, it just, just send two nukes though. There you go. More than they do one send nuke. Two nukes, don't they? No, but I mean per team. They only send one nuke, and oh, something. Yeah. And something. I like to point out. I suppose something goes wrong with it. Where you just think, why don't you send two then? Yeah. <laughs> two per people running out of nukes. They were saving them. <laughs> well, we need them for. <laughs> we need for other things <laughs> after we, we get need past them, this. Yeah, exactly. We need them to leave for the next future generations. Can we just say that we're not really long into this film? The bullshit's still coming. Oh yeah. <laughs> the well, luckily, still coming. Luckily, the asteroid has a great gravitational field, which means you can land on it. Oh, that's good. Isn't that's it? that's <laughs> convenient. And then we get the world's that uh, we get the line where he goes, "Get me the world's best deep core oil driller." And you're like, "Luckily, because we've just seen Bruce Willis well, with a shotgun." How great would it be if he didn't come in for the rest of the film? I, there's a voiceover. <laughs> someone there's a voiceover now with Billy Bob, and I hope, I hope Billy Bob for the rest of his career thinks I got paid to deliver this next bit. <laughs> And that's when he's like, there's a voiceover and he's like, when the set couldn't be drilled, he drilled it. (laughs) Surely he's reading that script going, fuck off, you want me to say that? Can I just say as well, there's something that we forgot to mention because I think this is actually very, very clever. At the end of shooting him, he does fire Ben Affleck and says, when it's your name on the side of the building, you can make the decisions. I only bring it up because in a minute, he has done that. Yeah, and yeah. mind, less than a day has passed. He's opened his own business. <laughs> he's opened his own business and he's drilling oil. <laughs> it's actually very impressive. <laughs> oh, it's all kicking off, mate. NASA made some calls and they kept getting the same name, Harry Stamper. They get briefed uh, and it... Uh, it's bullshit. He's, he's trying to. He's like, why six million, six billion people in the world? Why did you, why did you yeah. find me? And then the question is, yeah, good point. Why, why didn't we find well, a good do and something? And also, we get the next Nazi joke, which is uh, when the uh, the federal agents turn up on the oil rig and they land, and then like, I swear she told me she was this age, and and uh, and Bruce Willis just pushes it off like, don't worry, they're for me. Yeah, I would have said they're for me. We'll talk <laughs> about that though when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it comes up again later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Steve Buscemi really goes out of his way yeah. to, to make it, in case you didn't know that he's nonce. What's really weird, he's still one of the most likable characters in I know, yeah. By the end of it, I kind of on his side with the asteroid bit. <laughs> Just the asteroid. <laughs> they, um, 
Yeah, yeah, we get the we get the briefing room bit where uh, there's a bit of a rekindling. Oh, sorry, we should say Harry and Grace. So uh, Liv Tyler and, and Bruce Willis are clearly not on the same page, even though like well, it, let go, she seems quite ungrateful because she works for him. So I imagine he's giving her ne- you know nepotism at its finest. It's giving mm. her quite a high paid job on an oil rig. Yeah, that's true. Um, and she's like, I don't need you. It's like, well, it looks like you do because yeah. I, I I employ you. Even but, even throwing sometimes so she didn't even call him dad. She calls him Harry, oh, which weird. makes it weird at the end when she calls him daddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. As well, that's weird. Yeah. But um, we get the briefing, in, you know, from Billy Bob in the in the boardroom. Uh, you know, the 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 Michael Bay scene. Six billion people on the planet. Why did you call me, Willis? Ass. We cut to us. This is brilliant. This is this is this is the most Michael Bay thing. Mm. So they're in a boardroom. Yes. And Bruce Willis says, with very little lines. I'd like to point yeah. out again. <laughs> Bruce Willis goes, six billion people. Why did you pick me? Next scene. They're in an airport hangar and Billy Bob's delivering the answer, yeah. which means that in real life, he, <laughs> he, went, just, he just left. <laughs> he, he goes, why did you pick me? I want to tell you, let's go down to the hangar. H- hold that thought. But didn't you say we've only got 18 days left? Wait. <laughs> no, it'd be much cooler if we're walking past a load of ships when I deliver this next bit. <laughs> Billy Bob delivers the plan to him. And then this is where we went on about that, um, you know, that Harry gets a bit upset because they've still stolen his pattern for his, for a specific oh, drill. Absolute bullshit, um, You know, that has the potential to, to mine into an asteroid. the fucking balls to have a go at him and go, it's because you did this and as you pissed about with stuff that you don't know. It's like, yeah, there's an asteroid heading to the planet. I'm going to be on NASA's <laughs> side. At no point am I going to go, oh, they should have protected your design. <laughs> you ought to prick. But that would have been the first thing I would ask, you, you know, yeah. like, Whereas in the boardroom, like why, why, why did you? Yeah, you know that the, the very, the very first thing on Bruce Willis's lips should have been that. I think the first question I would have asked is: so there's an asteroid down to the planet, and you decided to tell me what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> just, just why didn't you land a plane on there with some sort of solar sails? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the, um, the, this is the the other bit as well, which is typical Michael Bay, which is you've set up Jason Isaacs to be the world's like smartest man. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> but now all of a sudden, when he's in a, in a hangar with Bruce Willis, he's made to look like a buffoon. Yeah, because the working man's the hero. The working man is the hero. That's, the, that's it, isn't it? It's like, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got the sun on his skin and spit in his mouth. It's that kind of Bruce Willis charm that he delivers. It, and, it, and I do like Bruce Willis in this bit because he laughs at the, he laughs at the plan and he's like, He's like, I'm a third generation oil driller, so all I know, you know, and, and yeah. I still haven't got it figured out. And and he looks at the astronauts and he's like, they're Boy Scouts and they don't know how to drill. And You need someone who knows how to dig a hole. So they should have got like every middle-aged dad at the seaside. <laughs> should have just picked them up. This is option B, because if the working man's the hero, option A was to get Hulk Hogan off there, fucking leg dropping, mate. But it does, it does it, you know, Bruce Willis does do this bit where... I'm going to tell As you now, I actually think Bruce is okay in this film. I, I genuinely think he's, he's... I actually believe... That he he owns an oil rig company <laughs> and they've sent him to the asteroid. I just don't believe anyone else in this film. He's, he's, he does he does you know, he's like, that bit where he's pleading with him and he's like, "You're NASA. You're yeah. the guys that <laughs> you've got people in rooms right now thinking shit up and you, you know and this is what you come up with. Tell me this is what you come up with." And he's like, "This is it." He's like, "God damn!" It's like he's almost funny. It's, it is. It, I do quite like that scene. And then he says, "Yeah, I'll go up, but you got to trust the men that you're going with." And then you know we get the the most questionable storyline in cinema is born, the idea that these oil drillers would go up. You could understand why they would send a, an expert up who would tell them how to do it when they're up there. But like when you look, if he's like, no, I need my team. 
course you do. Because all they do is fuck brilliant. all in the film. Is they all they all get rounded up and and again a nice montage scene. You know, like this film. Steve Buscemi. An hour of this yeah. film is them just getting to, on board with the plan and mm. the training. You know, before we even get in the show. Um, but you know, when they're rounded up, there's Owen Wilson. He's he's on a horse. You got Michael Clark Duncan on a motorbike. You got uh, Steve Buscemi doing whatever he's doing. He's trying to up a girl, and then when the FBI come, he asks how old she is, and you're like, oh, I get it. Nonce. There it is again. <laughs> right. And then um, what's it? we get to the boardroom, and it, and I suppose it's, again, to reinforce the working man, you know, the kind of the, the brotherhood of, of these people. None of them bat an eyelid. They're yeah. all like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. At least Max has the dignity to have his head in his hands like, I feel sick. It's yeah. like, there you go. That's real. And then, and then who are they going to get to run the second ship? And he's talking to Grace, and Grace is like, she's naming all these names because she knows they can't run the second drill. And he's like, AJ and he goes to see AJ who in the day has got his own company and he's doing fucking brilliant so AJ's on board but there's this bit mate this bit you can tell he doesn't he's still like Ben Affleck mate just like us as the audience and he's like there's not a job on this planet I want to do with you it tickles his interest and he's just like mate he picked that if 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 you had said that though, and you had that relationship, you'd know instantly. You go, "All oh, right, so it's an astronaut in this place." Then. It's, 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 <laughs> you'd be like, "Oh, so he's not on this planet, then, is it?" <laughs> but again, Ben Affleck's. I'm not going to stick up for Ben Affleck and say the writing of his character is bad, and that's why he's bad. He's bad because he he doesn't. He is bad in this mm. film. Yeah, Ben Affleck is probably the worst actor in the film, and that that is a that is a low bar. <laughs> but I, th- I think I don't disagree. There's with a bit it. here though that he's really badly written, and it's <laughs> earlier on. Like Bruce Willis delivers the old. There's five words I want to hear from you. Sorry, I'll never have to do it again. Yeah, that right. kind of thing. And at this point, Ben Affleck tries to reverse that. And he goes, "There's five thing, five words I want to hear from you, Harry." And he's like, uh, "It's uh, AJ. I'm sorry. I love you. I love <laughs> you. you. You know, you're like a son to me. And and uh, you know, I'm emotionally clouded." And he goes, "Oh, well, that's more like eleven words." Fuck is it? That's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? that's like not only have you took the piss and you you've missed your chance to like you know kind of walk away as the bigger man. Mm. You also can't do maths, but you're going to lead the second ship. Don't worry, I'm sure that sure that doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I just it just Ben Affleck's character is like self to be unlikable and stupid, <laughs> but, but he's the heart of the film. Why look? Well, there is a there is a great bit here that I mentioned here is like. Like NASA's taking this on the balls, mate. They, you know, they're in charge. They're in charge. Not once do they think to ask any other country from. <laughs> yeah. Like they're like China, maybe Russia, America. <laughs> no, but America. they do say later on, don't they? They say this is the biggest uh, international it- coordinated mission in yeah. mankind's history. Like because because they use the Chinese to ring up the fucking like. So where's Bear? Oh, he's over here. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. We get the. I like this bit though as well. Again, where you get like the list of demands, where like they want the A track. That's so back. shit. And, and He'd be like, like, I want pay all taxes. the money. Yeah. I, everyone's like, oh, he would like two of his friends to be made U.S. citizens, no questions asked. And you're like, you're just gonna save the planet. I'll be like, I'll have New York. Yeah. I'll have that. <laughs> I'll have that. I'm going up there. Or just an yeah. island. Yeah, I'm yeah, not greedy. Just, just you know. like, I'll have Hawaii. That, that'll do. Yeah. And I never want to. I want to secede. I want to black Nando's cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, I want to eat. What do you mean eat? I want blank check. Yeah. And like the guy's like, I want to stay at the White House. And it was like, that's the only one that you'd be like, yeah, that's kind of like swinging your dick. You'd be like, get out, <laughs> save the planet, get out. Yeah. I'm Michael Clark Duncan in the White House. I could see that. I, I mean, I would have come up with a really creative list. <gasps> Fucking chick. Chibs. Can't remember his chick, name. Is chick is chick. He's like, I want an all-expensive-paid weekend. A weekend? At Fucking think bigger, dickhead. <laughs> think you're going to save the planet. I want, I want, I want everything. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. I want my face on Mount Rushmore. 
There you go. Just a fifth That'd face. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> you just, I want no, there. no, no. Four face. Take one of them down. Yeah. But I'll let you choose which one. <laughs> That's what you do. You'd, you'd be like, you'd go so over the top because as proven, mm. NASA are like, the only thing we can do is send these drills into space. It's the only thing we can do. Fucking bullshit. I like at this point as well that Harry's still mad at AJ for dating Grace. Yeah. And even at this point, when the world is about to end and he's like the, the apparently the last hope, he's still more like, he's still trying to cock block AJ. <laughs> I can't blame him though. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we do get like a nice montage scene as well. Psychological assessments where they all fail. Do like that. that. That's good. That you know, I do like, yeah, you get, you get to see a bit more of the characters fleshed out. Do, do have a question though for you, mate. Do have a question. They all fail. And they all get green lit. So what's the fucking point in doing it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. You've just, you've got 18 days as you keep telling us. <laughs> so basically you've got about 15 days now. Why did you just waste a day? <laughs> Dickheads. There's the space boot camp. Yep. And they have 11 days to learn what it takes years. Underwater scenes, space moon buggies, flying in jets, G-Force, more Aerosmith oh, on the Oh, you mean soundtrack. that stuff that they told that they won't have to do? Oh, that stuff. I, I, oh, do, yeah. I do like the bit when they go to the uh, what they later call the armadillos. The, mm. the, um, the, the pretty cool-looking asteroid buggies that they're going to ride in yeah. the drill part. And apparently miniguns. Because you Mate, don't know a, what that's, someone's made. That's, I'm so glad you're the one that brought that up because there's a scene... There was a scene, I was like, I remember, Steve just said me shoots, shoots, uh, shoots on the asteroid. I was like, it doesn't happen because why would they have machine gun? But it happens earlier. When, and then I was like, what the fuck have they got machine yeah. Did they, Is it because they genuinely thought they'd have to take the asteroid out? <laughs> also, it's, it's, it, you've got that scene as well where, what's his name? The chappy, the, uh, the leader of the freedom, the pilot, he's in Dark Knight. I can never remember his name. I think it's another Will. He's at the beginning, he's the bank manager at the beginning of Dark Knight. Oh, Will Fincher. Fincher, yeah. Yes. So sorry. he pulls a handgun out Fuck and then he's like, what are you doing with a gun in space? Have you not seen all the machine guns <laughs> attached to like, Steve Buscemi no, no. literally has one from the movie mate, Cyborg. Mate, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you something now and it's going to change a complete perception of this. This design's based on Will, Will, Bruce Willis's design, which means what the fuck is Bruce Willis shooting at the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> I don't know the buggies Bruce Willis is. I think just the drill is. Yeah, Bruce fuck Willis it. Now in my head, <laughs> in my head is like, no, fuck that fish. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mini guns the shit out of it. Uh, it's only NASA famous for putting guns on fucking everything. That <laughs> Billy Bob gives a briefing. Um, launch to go. Oh yeah, so this bit's fucking brilliant. So after you've had the comedy, yeah, Bay's like. We need to slap him back to reality. This yeah. isn't a comedy. This is an action sci-fi, you know, a disaster movie. So you got to have a disaster. We need mate. to we need to bring him back down to reality. Sober up the audiences because they've just been laughing at Michael Carl Duncan, mm. you know, and um, you know all the all the kind of psychological assessment scenes. So we get this bit where Billy Bob again straight face. The Oscar should have gone to Billy Bob this year for <laughs> fucking trying to pull this off. He's he's got two mini spaceships on chopsticks, and he's and he's like and he's like. You're going to launch from here and you're going to go to the space station to refuel. Yep. Nothing bad will happen there. <laughs> you're then going to go to the moon and you're going to slingshot it using the moon's gravitational force and you're going to come up behind the asteroid like a sneak flank position at 200... <laughs> because the asteroid can't see you coming. Yeah. Because his blind spot is the, is, is its ass. Because it's, it's fucking his looking, mate. He knows it's up to something. <laughs> so we can... Sh- everyone's going to be quiet that bit. I, genu- <laughs> I genuinely forgot about the fucking chopsticks. And then they're like... They're like, you're going to come up behind it at t- 22,000... Was it twenty two hundred miles an Fuck hour? Why not? 
past the debris, which we yeah. hope will be sucked into the moon's gravitational pull. Yeah. yeah. That's going to come back to bite <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. You're going to then land on it but and it, you're going to drill and it's the first 800 feet wins. Oh. It is brilliant that he pulls all... And then that's where Noah Wilson's like, so what are we expecting up there? And again, Michael Bay's got to be like, in case they haven't got it enough, you know, oh yeah, you know, razor shot rocks, <sighs> scolding heat, freezing shades, earthquakes on an asteroid, yeah. fucking anything I can think of. Anything that we've got the technology to throw at these people. Do you know what would have been really good at this moment if everyone went, no, fuck yeah. right. Oh, fuck it, no, I'm not slingshot in the moon. <laughs> That's the bit I'm against. I'm not slingshot in the moon. <laughs> fucking not... Russian space station. Nah, fuck off. <laughs> I'm not going up behind the rear of an asteroid. Everyone knows that's the dangerous bit. That's where the diseases come from. <laughs> Unprotected. Yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to go under it. I'm, I'm not going, no. Um, uh, well, so far, sound. Oh, yeah. Scientifically, sound. Harry's still mad at AJ for dating Grace. There's an underwater uh, simulation scene where AJ is, and this is brilliant. So there's a bit where Bruce Willis is like, give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, like, he's my number two. He's the right man for the job. Do you think he sent him up there to die? <laughs> he's, underwater, like, he's like, I will get rid of him. <laughs> underwater simulation scene. And, uh, you know, AJ is, is he's hot-headed. He's, you know, he's really grown through it. They, uh, they rig the simulation, which they do. AJ calls them out and he's like, you know that the, the NASA computer is wrong. And you yeah. do see the bit in the control room where they're like, throw a few curveballs in there just to simulate what would happen in, when they're up there. Oh, foreshadowing. And, um, and, but Bruce Willis goes up to him and Bruce Willis has delivered some real d- dumb lines in, in cinema history, but he's like, he's like, he's like AJ, you're hot-dogging. <laughs> Which I don't get. I mean, maybe it's an American term. I don't know. I believe it's like showing off. Showing off. Trying to be the hero. Um, I fucking hope so. Literally <laughs> 60 seconds dogs. later. Yeah. Bear in mind, Bruce Willis has just delivered the line, you're not, you know, you're not a hero. Stop trying to be a hero. We're oil drillers for God's sake. Stay grounded. I love that. I love that he gets the option to replace him. Yeah, yeah we've only got five days. I fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's replace him. But then there's a scene like 60 seconds later where Bruce Willis is stood in front of an American flag. Yeah. And he's like, my boys need a night off. It could be the last time they ever feel the warmth of a woman. <laughs> like, let them go. Like, let them do what they got to do. Yeah, it's to go out and to realise what they're fighting for because they might forget when they're up there. Yeah, they might forget that they're there to save the planet. That's the sort of thing you forget. <laughs> oh, but but people are going to go off now and do what they love. Yeah. And just ignore Asia and the fact that that's just exploded. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the Shanghai scene. I mean, that, 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 ran out of budget there, I didn't mean, they? they, 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 they like, <laughs> like, like, apparently everyone lives on a boat. <laughs> You see this and you just see a cloud and you're like, I assume it's done then. Yeah, yeah, exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so, the worst scene. I love that as well. When, when they recognised some smaller parts of the UI have broken off and that's why we're getting this, these, I don't know, headers. They're running ahead. But I love the fact it's like we've got to warn someone. He goes, who should we warn? The whole South, uh, the whole, I don't know, whole of Asia. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ring him and go, Oh, you do what you Move. can. Do, do something. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to die. Yeah. It's just like, that. Nah, fuck it. It's just like, it's just like France. Like France is going to get later. It's just like, no, nah, fuck it. <laughs> if they're French, fuck them. There's, there's, you know, AJ molesting animal crackers. Well, the- you, you can't just do that. You did make this scene is up there with some of the best writing in the world. Because I reckon someone wrote this as a joke. So like, I bet you I could sneak in the film where Ben Affleck molests Liv Tyler with animal crackers, they somehow try to make it romantic while a song sung by Liv Tyler's dad is fucking playing about banging his door. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. He's like, he's putting on his accents. So the whole, the whole for Tyler trying. thing's weird anyway because I'm it's pretty weird. certain he like, he married someone he adopted. And oh, then that, it's all oh, weird. No, can it's of worms. All, can of worms. Yeah, it's all weird that, that, that relationship. But, but she's like, 
Oh baby, I like. I was terrible accent, but I'd like to point out she's terrible. And I, and I, oh, I thought Liv Tyler is is is, is, is all right in this film. <clears throat> oh, I disagree. With the limited with the limited amount that she's got, and I bear in mind she's a female in a Michael Bay film. She gets nothing. I'm not completely blaming her. Her part was like it's just like why did he even bother? Yeah, I mean, she does, she does. You know, she is the heart of the film. At the the you know spoilers at the end of the movie, she what? is she is the the heart of the film. That disagree. Scene, she's not coming from Willis. Yeah. When they're talking over, you know, when they, that Mate, ra- yeah, we'll get to it. We'll when get that to radio it. that never works until they need it to work. I don't understand why I need to see her face on so many screens. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's like that's my nightmare. It's like walking into a room with about ten thousand TVs and they've all got Liv Tyler's face on. Anyway, when she's like, also Ben Havlick's like at this point trying to. I, I can only imagine it's meant to be somewhere near David Attenborough. <laughs> with that voice he's doing. Voice. I thought he was going for the Australian that tragically died with a stingray. I thought, that's, I thought he was going for Steve Irwin. I don't, whatever that is, I don't know. And he's like, oh, and she asked him, do you think it's possible that there's two other people on this entire planet doing the same thing we are? And I was just thinking, is it possible in the seven billion people on this planet that man is molesting a woman with animal crackers twice? No. <laughs> and then he responds with quite possibly the dumbest line in a film ever. He says, I hope so, because if not, what we fight for? Uh, babies. Children, <laughs> the earth, <laughs> humans, like cats, dogs, everything. You know, you no, know, it's like like he should have then he should have then checked. He should have gone with that. So is anyone else doing this? They should have gone no. And he could have, well, fuck it then. <laughs> I'm not doing the mission because they're but they're all having fun. Mm. And that's when Chick goes to go see his uh his his wife, his strange wife, his strange wife, and he's got a uh, told not to come round here. Confuse the boy. That's what I mean. There's something going on there. <laughs> Confuse. Where's that boy come from? I mean, yeah. like... Also, why doesn't he change his clothes at any point? Because he's wearing the exact same stuff he is at the end. <laughs> <laughs> he's working on something big. Well, Steve Buscemi, mate. Steve Buscemi's the one who's got his fucking priorities on. straight. He's, now, he's... The film tries to make out that he goes crazy on the asteroid, and I swear to God. I swear to God, William Fletcher says he's got space dementia. He does say space dementia. <laughs> he does say, say space dementia. Right? No, because you're supposed to think, that's actually supposed to be a thing. You know when they're going through the psychology thing? It's like, mm. when you get up there, you're a changed person. I was like, but Steve Perceptor's pretty fucking mental anyway. He, well, he knows what he's doing before, because he goes to take out the underground, yeah, he's like, knowing he's not paying it back. It's like 160s after what he'd have to pay back in a week. <laughs> he's like, you're not going to die on me, are you? He's like, no more than you. Yeah. Wing, wing. <laughs> so what would you do with underground? Uh, well, I wouldn't go to a strip club like he goes well, to. What was this bingo again? What bingo? Michael Bay bingo. Yeah. The flocking, mate. Flocking to them. And then that's when you only see, I think for the third time, that guy who dies first. Because he's, <laughs> he's like, hey, new one, here's 10 grand. He's like, God, I love this astronaut stuff. But then it's weird because then, you know, news breaks out overnight. Yeah. It, it, it's almost as know, if they couldn't keep this giant fucking asteroid the size of Texas away from... At some point, they must have known that other people would be able to see it. Like, what's that? I think it's the, I think it's the Shanghai incidents uh, causes uh, is, the world to know. Is it Paris? And it causes that. Oh, Paris happens later. I think. Oh, does it? Yeah. So there's oh, all the sorry, there's Paris. all the breaking. Uh, sorry, all the the news reports, the speculation, end of the world chat. Harry and Grace make up. There's a bit where she's like, "Oh, you got my note," and and he's like, "Yeah." And they they again, Michael Bay foreshadowing. They have a conversation. At the memorial site of the Apollo One. Yes, this is the first time I noticed that this time. <laughs> yeah. But what I don't understand is like, what did the note say? I'll meet me at the Apollo One uh, crash site. Yeah. Or it was like, yeah, all right. Or the mess. <laughs> or by the car. Yeah. Also, I love this as well. It's like everyone goes out to enjoy life one last time under the orders of Harry, and Harry decides to stay in the fucking office. Bear in mind, he's the one that doesn't come back at the end. It's like, wow, you wasted your last night on Earth, didn't you, loser? Yeah, but he went out doing what he loved, drilling. <laughs> 
<laughs> we get now. We, now we are really in Bay territory. Slow motion, everything. Slow motion helmets, helicopters, sad music. So much fucking slow motion. You got the leaving on a jet plane kind of scene. You got American flags, presidential speeches over the top. But did you see when they dropped in the American, uh, the British presenter? What did he have behind him? Just so you could tell that he was a British presenter. Giant Union Jack. <laughs> of course, of course. Low angle shots of rockets. You know, really kind of, you know insinuating their size and scope and scale you know you've got um you've got this scene as well which I, I suppose i suppose the only accuracy in this movie is that they they board the spaceship and when they get in it it's like still two hours before they take off which mm. i imagine is real i don't, yeah, I don't imagine a, an astronaut gets in and then you know turns the engine on and off they go like they yeah. do at the end of the movie you know i imagine there is you get strapped in and there's a lot of waiting while all the checks are being done which is weird because I watched that and it's like it's daylight when they go in, and also the I mean they would not take these two planes. Oh, these two right next to each other. Not don't take they? off next to each other with a separating bridge. There is a bit that I actually quite like, and it's the cynic in me that maybe just being suppressed a little. It's when they're all saying goodbye, but they're not actually saying goodbye. They're just leaving, and he sings to her. Ben Affleck sings to Liv Tyler because he's leaving, and she's like, "I'm going to marry you," and he starts singing, "Leaving on a jet plane," and. Rockhound, Steve Buscemi, and Michael Clark Duncan join in and they sing. And Max, yeah. And I, oh, and Max as well, yeah. And then and it's when Bruce Willis turns to his friend and he goes, "That boy won't take anything seriously." Because it reminds me of someone I used to know. There would be a bit where you'd have to break the tension and say, "What?" And I do actually. I was like, "That makes sense." They would do this. They're not trying to. It comes down to you're not trying to save the world. You're trying to save one person. Yeah. And that's what the film weirdly going to go well. The core did that really well. It's like it's, like, it's not about saving the world because you can't save seven billion people. You can save one person. So mm. think about saying one person. I actually quite. It's the only time I was like, oh, that's something that normal person would do. <laughs> I think it's also. It's, I think it's also in there because Michael Bay wants. He doesn't want you to believe that in the eleven days of training has changed these people into because they're working. Man. Yeah, they, yeah, he needs to bring them back. That he needs before they take off. He needs to ground them. And make sure that you're like, oh no, no, they, they're still, they are still there was the working a, class. There was such a good line by you. I genuinely thought you were going to leave the podcast for that one. He's like, that's a great part in line. <laughs> Just, I'm done. Sorry, my seat's over and finished. Um, 250 episodes. We're doing fucking Armageddon. I know. We get the we get the uh, the go flight scene. It's launch time, pucker time. They say, I love it. It's pucker time. Yep. More get bad your, writing. Get your pies out. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the one thing we were all waiting for, we have Willis in space. This, I mean, this is, I mean, an hour in. An hour and 14 in with an hour and 18 to go. And we're it's finally in space. Finally space. But we're not going to go to the asteroid just yet, but we are going to go get the saviour of this film. Yes. Peter Stomer is, is, let's be honest, the greatest bad actor of all time. He's fucking... But he's very good in interviews. Have you ever seen him in interviews? Yeah. No, I, I genuinely just, I just think he's brilliant. Yeah. I, because he doesn't take himself too seriously, but does a lot of like research into roles that you're like, why? But he, he I saw him on um, the James Corden show with Keanu Reeves. And and he's he's basically like he, he's like oh I keep getting called up and they're like can you do Ukrainian like can you be a Ukrainian terrorist he's like yeah and he's like can you be Russian and he's like I do the same thing every time <laughs> and the, and the, the director just goes oh European yes great thank you and he and he's like and he, and he sat there on the couch going I've made millions doing this <laughs> like with a t-shirt there's a nihilist on it <laughs> like he's, I quite like him actually to be fair I love Peter Stammer and I. And I, I'll be honest, I forgot he was in it. I was like, when he showed up, I was like, oh, thank He's Christ. He's a breath so, of fresh air, like, isn't it? Thank Christ. And you know the joke's going to be terrible, but they do land. Yeah. 
Not an asteroid. And, and this bit as well, he's been up there for what, a year or so, hasn't he? He's been up 18 on the, months on 18 his months own. on the International Space has. Station. Ben Affleck's been there two minutes. <laughs> Fucks it up. <laughs> blowing the shit out of that, that station. And this is this is chaotic. This is, I mean, The film could have started here. Yeah. The film could have started with him docking and Peter Stomer's character being like... Oh, you astronauts? I know we're drillers. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, you know, giving some backstory and what they're doing in the mission, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You know, and, and I, I don't get all the science here. Where he's like, you've got to go down there. You've got to be down there pressing this thing while they're up there doing that thing. And don't do that because it might blow up all shit. It's all blowing up. Now we've got to go through this tunnel, which is freezing for some reason. No, it's how they're, they're trying to get fuel, which is freezing, isn't it? Which is the problem. I think it's because I was used to fucker for 18 months. Yeah, and imagine, I imagine space is quite cold. Yeah. But it is closer to the sun. I don't know the science, James. I know. I believe it is. I believe this part is scientifically 100% accurate. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> It, it needs, the, needs uh, to fit in with the rest of the film. <laughs> but the thing is, the, the movie Rampage is destroyed. Is it was it Rampage? We we have, we talk about this all the time. What's the movie that starts with a giant rat in 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 a space station? Is it Rampage? I don't know. I think it is. <laughs> we don't know what it's ever. I think it's Rampage because there's a giant. It's a giant. Things, yeah, there, yeah the Rampage film. is one with giant animals, and the rock. Yeah. The rock refused to let the. In real life, the rock was like, "No, I don't want the ape to die." So the ape survives at the end because the rock pulled his. Pulled his credit for a CGI animal, dickhead. <laughs> I I think it's the, I think there's a giant rat at the beginning of that movie, and that's now ruined any space station scene for me because I keep imagining a giant rat to just run down a corridor. Completely but, off topic. We already caught a giant rat the other day, brought it all the way home. <laughs> you dickhead. Oh. But um, yeah, this, I mean, this scene is a bit of fun, isn't it? And you think AJ's gone. You know, you oh, you, you, my, you my Grace has been like, you bring my boy home to Harry. Like she's like, you make sure he returns. Make sure you return, but make sure you bring my my fiance back. And he makes a promise. Makes a he promise. is going to come home. He's like, I'm going to come home. I'm going to bring AJ home. And it, I it, still feel, but I reckon he's up there. He's like, yes, this will be my chance. I'll save the world and also get rid of AJ. And who could be angry with me? It's not my fault. He was in charge of his own show. Mm. And then he's like slips the other guy like a fire. He's like, head into the debris. Well, and and Willis, Willis and, and the, the, the two shuttles, we should say. So there's Freedom and Independence. Fuck off with those names. And Freedom has, um, I know I'd call it Free- like Freedom Asteroid has, Killer. Freedom has the characters that you know the name of, so that's going to be yeah. fine. In the I, end of the Independence, you know two of them. <laughs> can, I, can I get on the one with Bruce Willis? <laughs> so you feel like, like, right, based on the events, yeah. I'm going to go in this one. And uh, freedom of fight. Bruce Willis just pulled a fight. He just want to go back and save AJ. But they're all like, no, he's, he's wasting. You know, close the door. It's locked. All this, you know. And he goes out fighting and swinging, and they all get in. And yeah. and then the independence, um, you know, Peter Stomer included, jump on board within seconds. Yeah, detach from the space station before it blows up with 90 percent of the fuel. So and heavy fight. one cosmonaut. Are you gonna yeah, make well, it? Well, hopefully, well, we're about to be light a few in a few seconds from what, what happens. Still not, uh, it does then speed up. There are big chunks. Bear in mind that we just spent an hour and 14 down in Earth where we get to see underwater simulations and mm. all that, you know, nightclub scenes and all this kind of stuff. It, it, it There's a lot of like time skips because it's a 60-hour trip to the moon. Apparently. Apparently. That's what this says in the briefing th- Let's go with that. Oh. Is that the one with chopsticks? It is because I've worked <laughs> out how many times I worked out how many times you could watch First Man in that time. It was a part of a quiz. Right. Did you say 60 minutes or 60 hours? 60 hours to get to the moon. Oh, yeah. okay. Genuinely, I don't know why I thought it'd be quicker than that. I don't know. Sorry. That's all right. Bear in mind, these are supposed to be super duper space stations. If it takes them 60, it doesn't matter. I just realized, sorry. There's something we did forget to mention. They have to split the asteroid in half mm-hmm. by a certain point because if they do it too late, the two bits of the asteroid will go and hit either side of the planet. Which, do you know what I would do? If I was that person, I'd wait one minute. I'd go seven minutes, 59, then blow up and just be like, ha, 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 fuck you, planet. <laughs> and also, 
I mean, that's, that is a science, isn't it? The, the hope that it does it does split in two. That's what, what happens I said, if it broke into three bits? This is what I said to Esther. I said, yeah, they're basing this on nothing because what happens if they do that and, and all the shards just go, you know what? <laughs> just go straight forward. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. Or it just knocks one of them off. Or it doesn't work. But, but you know, firecracker, ketchup, it's been Hand. scientifically proven. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point as well, what we've got is we've been there for two minutes. Ben Affleck, anything he touches in this movie, whether it's, it's oil rigs, simulations, refueling, daredevil, it all goes to shit, whatever <laughs> Ben Affleck touches. With seconds to spare, they get on board. Uh, everything happens fast. Now, all of a sudden, it's the next day. They slingshot the moon. It gets all crazy and shaky as they reach uh, 220,000 miles per hour, wherever they've got to get to. Yeah. Radio blackouts. I like that bit as well. It's like, oh, this could be radio blackout while they're on the dark side of the moon. Oh, my God. I imagine it's this point where Michael Bay was like, Transformers movie mm. at some point. I do like that. That's the consistent in all space films. No matter how advanced you are in the future, no signal on the mm. dark side of the moon. But then then when they when they come around the back of the moon and the, the, you get this scene where you see the asteroid, which yeah. I would have thought they would have seen on the way there. Mm. Don't question it. Don't Michael Bay's obviously done a lot of, lot of... There is a cool bit as well. The gravity of the moon does actually drag in some of the debris and that does look cool. I like little bits like that. Mm. Just adding to it. And then the idea... And this 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 makes me laugh as well. There's a problem with the asteroid because it's spinning on all its axis. And they're like, we couldn't foresee that. It's like, but you, but you can foresee fucking everything else. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, dickhead. I mean, if you didn't know you were in an action movie as well, the CGI at this point will will, will tell you that. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, the music does a good, pretty good job of the it. Score's the score's good. The score's very good. Because basically the debris shit have hitteth the fan. And I do like that they try to make the asteroid at this point almost animalistic. Yes, and except have for its the roars. Could do without the roars. <laughs> But they do try and make it like it has an entity, that it has a, a presence and it, it's a, it's self-aware or sentient or whatever. And it's alien it. because it's all jaggedy and it, it doesn't look like something you'd find on the planet. But yeah. then again, neither do the buggies. <laughs> they're alien as well. Anyway, I do actually quite like this bit. It's chaotic. They're going in. There's two ships. One of them is doing a bit better than the other one. Do you think it's the one with the A-lister in? <laughs> or do you think it's the one Ben Affleck in? But there's a really good bit of the back and forth, the radio going down. Oh my God, this is it. Put your suit on. I actually did, I thought it did a very good job of being chaotic in what I imagine would be terrifying. Mm. I thought that was pretty good. I, yeah. I genuinely do actually quite like that. Oh, I imagine 45 when, when, seconds when, of you're, film. when you're sat in a vehicle that's full of like, you know, a nuclear bomb and fuel and all you can do is just sit there. Mm. There's nothing you can do, you know, if you're one of the one of the drillers, not one of the pilots. You know, they are literally just sat there. And then, yeah, they're taking they're taking bullets, they're taking meteors, you know, to de debris to the... Don't understand why their ship gets hit with smaller asteroids that break the glass and the other ship doesn't. Yeah. Uh, That's weird, It's not it? as good at dodging. <laughs> just small things. But, they, you know, the, and the, the, you know, the two pilots are like, get to the cargo bay. If, you, you know, the, if you've got any chance of surviving this, it's down there. Um, you know, the two pilots die. I mean, this is the bit as well where it gets a bit over the top. They get sucked out of the spaceship. Yep. Uh, which you would do, but then one of them hits one of the other. It's it, it's extra. He's like, is that <laughs> part of the independence? It's like you didn't need the pilot to slap into because I imagine he would have broken quite a bit. You know, funny if he splattered then splattered on. But he got stuck screen. on it. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like you can only see half it because it was just this corpse, <laughs> and he he couldn't get off because then he was frozen, little... and then you had to spend the rest of the film with his corpse on. And then when they landed at the end, and it's just a body, <laughs> just a hand still there. <laughs> Just this charred skeleton that's smoking. I'm <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant. And there's a picture of him at the end. That's a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest film ever. Rewrite, remaster it. <laughs> 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 
I mean, he's just getting a bit silly this point. I mean, Owen Wilson goes down, he get, he, he's killed. The surviving members, Ben Affleck, Peter Stormare and uh, Matt Clark Duncan. The best three. The best. Well, two, <laughs> two of the best. <laughs> and Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, freedom overshot their landing fields. Uh, by what? By, by, by 26 miles? By, yeah, by a marathon. But I'd like to point out how. Like, I'm not being funny. That's that's on you. I tell you what would have <laughs> been funny. What would have been funny is if they completely missed it and now they're in front of the asteroid. <laughs> and, and now the asteroid is like chasing them in a weird scene. And they're like, we need to go around the moon again. And they're like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> the, the, yes. That would have been funnier. But the 26 uh, means. And it or wrong asteroid. <laughs> There's a fucking another one. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, shit. You look across. There's this gigantic asteroid. Oh, we're on the debris. Then they fucking turn around. And it's the crew from Deep Impact. They're like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> this is the point as well where, uh, I mean, these, I, I do like this little, this bit. It's, you know, we're jumping the gun slightly, but they realised that it, the fact, the reason why they were going to drill on the 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 grid, the quadrant that they wanted to get on, was it's a better better rock, better rock. And what they've actually landed on is an iron plate, and I quite like that. That it's like it's weird. it goes back to the idea that it, they couldn't have made it easy for Bruce Willis. They're like, you, you know, I'm, so he could deliver. Just, like, I've never missed space. a feat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I've, I've never missed a depth. I said I'd get. You know, and it's the impossible, isn't it? It's already an impossible situation, but it's also now the impossible dig that he still gets to to achieve. It's weird, though, that presumably to be a captain for NASA, you do need to have basic science that Steve Buscemi has to explain to him why that's a bad thing. And it, they draw it out. And again, I'm just looking, you got eight hours. <laughs> just fucking tell him. That, I mean, that, that's the weird thing, you know, of all this mission is that it's like you've only got eight hours when you're there. Yeah. You know, to but drill, they need to, to slingshot around the moon, mate. It, it, it wouldn't have worked. It didn't slingshot around the moon. Like a cockroach, AJ's still alive. They bombed the armadillo, which has a gun on it for some reason. Which is lucky, because otherwise, otherwise the film would have been trapped in this fucking ship with corpses. But, you know, like, going back to the idea that, you know, if the film started with Bruce Willis on the asteroid, mm. the film started with him coming then, off the ship. It's got that music from Curve Your Enthusiasm. I was like, how did I end up here? No, but I mean, if it was, if it was you know, filmed now, and it, you know, and it was like, you know the earth is in the in the in the background and he's like and you know and, and as they talk you know like why are they on the, what where are they what you know they're in space what's going on and through clever dialogue it kind of explains the mission they were on mm. that would be more believable than all of the other crap that's yeah. happened you know if it did that thing like that movie stowaway where you never see ground control you only hear them yeah you know they they, they, they i think there is a <clears throat> What I'm trying to say, James, is I think there is a decent idea about having to having to derail an asteroid that's on its way. Mm. I think doing it in the Marco Bay way is probably what makes it so so uninteresting to watch. Mm. But what's I, I I don't know. There was something fascinating about watching Bruce Willis try and solve this problem. There's been there's there's there's, there's a lot of bits when we get so we're here now. And I love this. They start drilling. You know, they're quick onto it because he knows we've only got eight hours. So they start drilling. They get 75 feet, mate. Transmission goes and the drill head goes. Well, they get 10 feet first, oh, then it breaks. Feet. And then the second time they Can get I? to 57 feet where they should be at 200. Can I just point out that I love this where he goes, the drill has gone after 10 feet. You are right. I apologize. And he's like, what do you want to do? He's like, get the judge. The judge being the best drill. Yeah. Why the fuck didn't you start with that? Like he's already told you it's iron. It's like he's already like mm. Steve Buscemi's already told you this isn't a surprise. <laughs> he's like it's chewed up. Need to get a new transmission. Well, I know NASA and they're very rational people, mate. So I imagine that they're not going to have like a second protocol or anything, which means the military gets to take over and detonate a nuclear bomb, despite the fact they have been told that that's not going to work. And I imagine the word "we haven't drilled the hole yet" is going to come up a lot in the next fifteen minutes. I I think as well the rate the the the, the time I suppose the 
what was it? What would you call it? I suppose the 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 aspect ratio of time in this movie. Mm. You've got an hour doesn't and fourteen. Exist, does it? No, because now all of a sudden they've gone from we've just landed to very quickly. We we need to detonate the nuke now. Yeah, like you know, like Kofi, the president's like, no, we need we need so to. So there is it. a reason for it. They, they say because it's spinning in a way that they didn't know, despite the fact that you should have, because it's not new. I believe they say it's because of the Earth, uh, the Moon has spun it. They're losing communication. But this is very funny because the NASA are trying to use someone, a Russian satellite, and then you think, shouldn't you have just already done that? There's like, there's no skin in. The, there's a lot of skin in the game for Russia, as in they're mm. not going to go no. Yeah, I want a planet to destroy. <laughs> I want to die <laughs> to prove sharing. a point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. <laughs> Although to be honest, nowadays Putin probably the, the worry. So, the worry is that they, they, you know, after a certain time, they can no longer remote detonate because America's like, I don't care what's happening. We're blowing that nuke off. I've pointed even nuke, if they pass the point of no concern. I've still blowing the nuke. I've pointed nuke on an asteroid. It's going off. It's going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's president. It's definitely fucking American happening. Nuke is going off uh, on this asteroid. The president orders the uh, you know to, to blow it. There's five minutes left. Uh, so there's a five minute a, window on the nuke. Robert Finney playing the president a second time because he's the mm. president in The Rock as well. Got a great presidential voice. Mark Bay in it. Yeah. Um, mutiny. The NASA team. Fucking mutiny. That's what Armageddon, right? Right. Fuck me. So let's just go right. So just whilst they've been in space, they had an issue there is in the fucking spaceship with the fuel. Fucking one of the other things is destroyed. There's an iron plate that's destroying basically their drilling time. And now, for the fucking fourth problem in the last hour, is a fucking mutiny. Yeah. Fuck me. I love the lines all the way. Billy Bob's like, we've over we've overridden the overdrive. <laughs> like, it's, it's, just turns the camera and winks. What's happened? <laughs> like, and this is, you, get, yeah, you, you know, get that guy, don't they, to, to do it very... St- so the army the come in. The sweatiest guy in the room. The sweatiest guy in the room is the only fucker on his keyboard. And like, like fucking Keith, uh, Keith Davis, like, who's doing this? <laughs> oh, is that fucker over there? The sweaty one. The sweaty one who keeps looking over this. The way. sweaty one in the dark. Because fucking turn these lights off. I did, and you and you back up on the asteroid. But by this point, there's you know like Will Fletcher's pulled the gun out. You got Will Patton who's like, what, what's going on, man? Why'd you bring a gun to space? Fucking out of it. Fucking Max comes. Max and Steve Buscemi come back and they go, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> just a fucking stand up. He's got like, he's, like he's got that. him in a wrench. He's got him he, around the neck. He beats an army commander <laughs> yeah. with a wrench, and the army man has a gun because he's the working class man. <laughs> he's the working class. He knows how to use a wrench. And, and, he's, and, he, and he's like, I swear to God, I've never. I've never, I've never missed a death. I said I'm going to get to, and we'll just like you swear on you your, swear on your life. It is. He's like, yes. What he says about he swears on his life, and he goes, "Do you swear on my family?" Bruce Willis is like, "Yes." Yeah, but, but for that, I mean it. It's like, yeah. no, fuck your family. Can you imagine how awkward it is if Will Fletcher's like, "No, we're going." I said we're going. Put it in the 57 foot hole you've done. Get on the spaceship. They do. It blows up behind them. Doesn't do anything to the asteroid, and now they've now they're stuck on a spaceship returning to Earth, which is going to get here. With Bruce Willis just going, told you. <laughs> It'd be like the most awkward flight ever. Do you know what the only positive about that is? It would mean that fucking Ben Affleck would be would be fucking driving around on an asteroid with no end. <laughs> just be like, the fuck is he? <laughs> Because he's got no communication with the other side. Everyone thinks AJ's dead because that's when you get some. Uh, that's when you get some great dialogue between uh, Liv Tyler when she's she she only got she's under the impression that her fiance is dead. She only got a father left now. Mm. So that's it. Everyone thinks AJ is dead, and we just wish it. <laughs> we just fucking. But don't worry, he'll get his come up <laughs> twice. I, do, I, I fucking hate this bit as well. Where like 
they you know they've been struggling with radio communication you know all this time and then it, it just cuts on clear as crystal and it's Bruce Willis going Houston you have a problem it was bad, wasn't it? as if like the screenwriter was like oh that's a great line do you, I, re- not- I, re- I reckon he finished that night he wrote that and was like do you know what I've earned a break I've done I'm done <laughs> I've earned a break I'll see you later Sheila it's time <laughs> crack open the good bubbly <laughs> <laughs> is this better than is this better than that line you did the other day about the firecracker much better <laughs> have you still got hot dogging in the script yeah. oh yes it's in there it is Sheila <laughs> fucking Sheila it's in there in 46 minutes <laughs> uh, it's, all, it's all over I mean they disarmed the bomb with two seconds left Willis is like That's lucky, I promised it? my little girl I'm coming home we've got to hold a dick it's, it's just so terrible there's loads of like, it's I like love oh, this. that's what he says that, yeah that's what he says uh, NASA I don't know what the hell you're playing at down there yeah. we got a hold of it and then there's like <laughs> loads of back slapping and cheering like oh, yeah which is why they were sent up there <laughs> <laughs> one, of them, one of them in the control room is like fucking love yeah. hold yes come on <laughs> What's next? Yep, there's an earthquake. Oh no, Steve Buscemi gets the uh, gets space dimension and goes crazy with a gun. <laughs> He's got space madness. I mean, <laughs> no more nukes. No more. That's funny. Bit. I quite I like, like that. it. It's yeah. funny. He shoots at an asteroid. He rides it like uh, he sits on the nuke. William Fincher tries to give like a badass line. He's like, "Get off the nuclear warhead." And you're like, you were pissing about with it like ten minutes ago. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> Ben Affleck's jumped over a, a space canyon. You ever heard of Evil Knievel? No, I never saw Star Wars. Do you like that line? Yeah. Biggest but... man knocking out the fucking park. Yeah, I hate that scene as well. <clears throat> I know you do. But it's a, but then you need something bad to happen to AJ because something hasn't happened. Something bad hasn't happened to him for 10 minutes and it won't happen for another 20 minutes. So you need something in the middle. Yeah. I, I love this bit though <laughs> where it's like there's an earthquake which on an asteroid, you know, an asteroid quake, I guess, yeah. meteor quake. I don't I know. Believe, believe how they pass off is there's a pocket of gas that they just have course, to be under yeah. their drilling. Yeah. And, and Max, mate, you Max bed. gets jettisoned off the asteroid. Yeah. And he goes in the armadillo, doesn't he? He's like, yeah, the armadillo goes. He so, all goes. So they've lost the drill and they've lost Max. At uh, this point, I know I know the point is that Affleck has survived and he's got the other drill and yes. he's on his way with the minigun. Yeah. There's a minigun. And he's like, need. there's a beep on this machine and I don't know where it goes, but I'm going to it. Great if he went to like a McDonald's or something. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just a random party asteroid. But I also would love it if they got there and it's just Bruce Willis stripped to the waist with a shovel. <laughs> so I will get to 800 feet. It's funny you should mention that because I genuinely thought, why didn't they just get the fucking gun? And <laughs> shoot it like that. Like the room worms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so there's a moment now. So there's something like they've still got 300 feet to go and there's like two hours to go. It's over. <clears throat> Get the nuke in there. Oh, and if there wasn't enough, now when Paris gets blown up. So if shit didn't hit the fan, it really has for France. Yeah. And then this is where we get like, are we in the 40s or the 50s? Because you see a lot of people in rural towns hodling over TVs that weren't popular in the 60s. You get a lot of a lot of sharing mm. of radios and the like. A lot of people Huddled resigned. Around. A lot of prayers as well. A lot of mass. <clears throat> so we don't know when this film's like A lot like Batman 989. It could be any time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's over. They want to put the nuke in the thing. But we have, and I love this. Bruce Willis, but we haven't got to 800 feet yet. It's like, well, get your fucking short <laughs> It's over. Drilling is back on the menu, though, because AJ is here. Um, Do you know what I love about this as well? It's like when you go back to NASA, the second in charge, Billy Bob Thornton, second in charge, the man who's got no calm, and he's just like, your boyfriend showed up. Oh, is that how you tell a woman her husband to be is actually still alive? It's just like, yeah, he showed up, by the way. Mm. Over the moon. There's only one transmission left and there's only one drill left. Wouldn't be another. But this is where I don't understand because I've only got two hours left. But somehow AJ drills about 400 feet, about yeah. two minutes because he point, fucking goes, at this mate. At he's like the MVP of drilling. <laughs> he's like the greatest. 
that's why he knew, mate, to keep number two on. Now, you know that, you know that Bruce Willis, Harry's had this problem with trusting AJ this entire film. It's always come up. It's come up several times now. Do you think this is the time to trust him? And all the instincts, everyone around him saying, no, don't trust AJ. Because AJ's nearly there, mate. He's like at seven. I've got to admit as well, AJ gets to something like 780 feet and he hits another pocket of gas that just killed Max. Surely 20 feet's not going to make that much of a fucking difference. But, but, well, that's like saying when they get to 800 and 802 and they that's do That's why it, I said, does that mean they've gone too- does, they, does that mean they've gone too far? They're like, oh no, you've gone too far. Why you don't AJ just split the asteroid himself by just drilling right to the other side? <laughs> just fucking AJ's like, I'll just, we don't need the nuke. Just, we don't. Anyway, so what would you do in that situation? What I love about this is, it, historically, he's, Bruce Willis is the, the guy that they sent up there and he says to stop drilling. And this is the moment with 7 billion people's lives and, and a whole planet. He's like, you know what? Now I will trust you yeah. <laughs> with our last <laughs> thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the redemption arc, isn't it? That apparently they felt Ben Affleck's character needed. <laughs> Enough shit has happened to him. Or has it? NASA want Harry's hole. They keep asking for Harry's hole. There's they... a lot of lines in this bit where it's like, give me the hole. <laughs> um, but there's something blocked. AJ needs to cut it out. He goes down there. Of course there, he does, because there's only AJ. There's only AJ and Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is like, no. <laughs> I, if I was AJ, I'd be like, I've dug the hole. I don't need to go down the hole. Do you remember when I wasn't here and humanity was over? They get to fuck. There's also like this bit. There's a meteor shower on the asteroid. It's because the asteroid knows. He says, Bruce Willis, I love this, has a sixth sense and feels like the yeah. asteroid's going to turn on him. And then Chick's like, he knows we're here to kill it. And that's the line where I was like, no, this character's done. Yeah. All redemption for Chick's character is done when he says, we're here to kill it. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> if that line would work in Jurassic Park, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> it's like the asteroid is fighting back. There's chaos. AJ nearly gets blown out into space. Willis gets slapped by an asteroid, literally. Yeah, he does. Like, that bit's brilliant. <laughs> Gruber dies. Oh, who gives a shit? Because they're finally giving him a name the moment he dies. <laughs> the Chappelle. It's the Chappelle uh, thing from 24. As soon as you know he is dead. Yeah, he gets, he gets uh, spiked and impaled. The nuke's remote timer's dead. What? And they need to draw straws. And this bit goes oh, sorry. back to... There's just a bit as well. Would you remember when AJ gets jettisoned into space? Oh, yeah. Where Willis grabs him at the last Willis second. Willis grabs him at the last and second. Then, a, then an asteroid hits the uh, figure. It doesn't cut the rope. Yeah. Pulls him back. But also rotates across their face. Like, it, like, like, like the asteroid's like, I could get you, but I won't. Yeah. But that's a bit where it slaps Willis. Yeah. Like, but not enough to crack his visor. No, why would it? No. This bit as well, where like I like Will Fletcher, he's like, uh, well, you need two people to fly, so I can't draw a straw. <laughs> Love that. He's like, but there's a cosmo going, I could probably, I could probably fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the like, so, so, yeah, I could probably do this. <laughs> yeah, the Russian guy's like, I don't know you fucking people. <laughs> he's like, no, but I want to die a hero. I can't be the guy who returns. Yeah. I can't be the guy who returns who didn't pick a straw. I yes, do, you can. I, 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 do <laughs> st- I do, I do, I do see this. I'm like, let's let him do it. Because on the way back, you're like, I've already done. <laughs> You did be so funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought Patton was gonna like. You would think Patton would get it out of any of them, but no. But this is ten reasons why I hate Ben Affleck. So who draws the short straw? Affleck, and he Affleck. takes it like a champ. To be fair, oh uh, yeah, he does. He's like, yeah, it's gone with it. You know, I do think his his line here is good. Is like everyone dies someday. At least I get to die. Like, at least saving, I get to die saving. Yeah. And you can see Bruce Willis is like, that is an epic way to go. <laughs> he just gets a twinge of envy in his eyes. Like, yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is the Oscar scene. <laughs> this is it. Okay. <laughs> Every, um, everyone in the planet will call their kid Harry and I'll be a fucking living god it's like yeah I'll help you out yeah, I'll, t- I'll take you down yeah. I'll see you off my favourite thing here as well is that everyone knows it's going to happen but it's heroic Yeah. now can we go back to a bit earlier there's a scene where Bruce Willis is talking to Billy Bob Thornton when they're on earth and he says I wanted to be up there with you and Bruce Willis says, you don't want to be on that, up on that space station any more than I do. He's like, I've always wanted one of those little patches. The only reason I bring it up is because 
Something happens here when, surprisingly, Bruce Willis doesn't portray he decides to take the bullet for humanity. He rips out the air con- uh, the air controller of Ben Affleck's suit, shoves him back in the elevator, which, why does the button for the elevator on the outside? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> because he sends him up. He says, it's your job to look after Gracie now. And then he rips off a patch on his arm and he gives it to Ben Affleck. He says, you give that to Billy Bob Thornton. Which in my head was like a threat. Like it's a bad thing. But at the end of the film, it's true. There's a good thing. He's yeah. like, he wanted you to have this. It was like, but aggressively. Very <laughs> he, aggressively. He like ripped his he off and shoved me. it in my face. <laughs> I was like, I'm th- fairly certain he's telling you to go fuck yourself, Billy Bob Thornton. But Billy Bob Thornton's like, always oh, give me a hug. But also, also <laughs> from, <laughs> from beyond the grave. But also, if you, you're Ben Affleck at this point, you're like... Seriously, man. Like, you cock blocked me on the oil rig and shot me. You don't let me near your door. You won't even let me take this one. What I love about this as well, I reckon this is Harry's final way of saying she won't fuck you now, mate. You, you killed her dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just this story about this man. He's like, I reckon he sent the asteroid. <laughs> Bruce Willis sent the asteroid so he could get them apart. It's like, you kill her dad. She won't want to be with you. What really infuriates me in this next bit, though, as well, is he has a, he has a moment with Liv Tyler. He has a call. Yeah. And it is sad. I mean, I've got a daughter, you know, now and stuff. And, and, I, and you do watch it. movies differently when as a parent. And certainly rela- relationships between kids and parents are different. Because I heard this phrase the other day. Mm. Having a kid is realising you are now um, Thomas Wayne and not Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. And, and that stuck with me for the longest time. The moment you have a kid, you're no longer Bruce Wayne, you're Thomas Wayne. And um, and there's this moment in this, and and I just went from the f- the audacity that this film made me feel something <laughs> fucking cheek to, to then remembering to remembering I live in a city in in England in the Midlands and my phone signal shit <laughs> and yet somehow he's got perfect connectivity. No, to his daughter the- back at, you know when they've been struggling to get connectivity all the film. <laughs> my biggest fan about Harry Potter is his parents are dead yet for some people who are dead he sees them an awful lot like he should be thankful not shut the fuck up about it it's like he sees them more than like if your parents were dead he's still seen them like four or five times more than you have I do, I do like this bit as well though he's like I'll check in from time to time if I was there I'd be like not when I'm pooping <laughs> No, 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 no. That's my worst nightmare. My, my problem is, I think Bruce Willis does actually nail this. It's her with her handprint, the final scene. I'm just like, I'll be honest with you. Something's going on. I'm going through the male menopause or something, mate, but I'm getting very emotional at films. I watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, Across the Spider-Verse. I got, I got quite hit up. I was like, yeah. quite emotional. Even parts of Flash, I was getting quite emotional, but that's because obviously Michael Keaton, mm. nothing else. But this film... I was fucking stone cold dead throughout it. I, was like, I could not give a shit about this boring family. Also, there's another point I wanted to bring up. He sends up Ben Affleck back into the ship mm. and everyone's there and they're going, Harry took it for you. It's like, uh, Chick knew. He knew, he's like, oh, I did that, mm. did he? If you were someone that was two things, you'd be like, did you fucking betray him? <laughs> did you like, no, I'm not going to kill myself because you'd be suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be suspicious. But also, Go back down. <laughs> the, the elevator goes two ways, dickhead. If you cared that much, you'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah. Get no, to well, fuck. Well, all fans like, do you want my suit? Do you want to go down? Affleck's like, no, 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 no. He's, he's done it now. He's, uh, we, I, you know, he told me he loved him. He told me he sees me like a father figure. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That's, I don't like that bit. He's like, I've always seen you as my son. Let's go when? fuck my daughter and when? impregnate you and have some sort of inbred baby. <laughs> I, do, I, do mean, I, I do mean when he's like, uh, when, when he's, Talking to Liv Tyler and he's like, um, he's like, I'll check in from you time to time. And others like, look after AJ. I do, I do wish she then we went. I'm sorry. There's a box under the bed. <laughs> Destroy it. it. <laughs> okay. I, also, Humanity can't I, see this side of Harry. I don't think I flushed before I left. Can you just give it a quick once over? 
Goodbye, goodbye, my daughter. By the way, you have a secret family. I have a secret second family. Could you tell them I love them as well? <laughs> yeah, my name's not Harry. <laughs> Your mum didn't leave us. I killed her and buried her in the back garden. <laughs> I shot her on the oil ring. It's legal. <laughs> I fucking hate hearing something. No. I'm off. Take, take the laptop and throw it into the sea. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then he blows himself up. <laughs> love this as well because uh, there's, there's time's running out what I love about this is it's so specific like like the NASA timer is spot on which and because and and I love this because he explodes it the asteroid fights back and he gets thrown around I love you Gracie and his eyes flash before his eyes but he presses the button with like a second left how do they know it's so accurate what if he did that and it still fucking destroyed the earth mm. <laughs> because the timer sound like it's some sort of gospel thing oh mate it, I mean it could have been dark couldn't it if, they, like, if he pressed it and it's like too late one of them is still it wasn't a perfect split yeah exactly you know what I mean like oh shit it's actually broke off 70-30 <laughs> and, and the big that. bit's still coming <laughs> <laughs> so it, and it's headed for Asia because it's a Michael Bay movie yes Michael Bay fuck it um, <laughs> we cut to uh, Stamper is, uh, uh, you know he's blown it. and there's one last action sequence as well where like like I say where the space shuttle the rocket takes off like it's mm. a domestic aeroplane yeah, within yeah. seconds as well, well. obviously and then Stamper's being blown around. He, get, he falls in the nuke hole. He crawls out. And then one of them's like, Harry doesn't know how to fail. Fuck off. I hate that line. The, just before that, there is the bit where she's trying to fix the pain because it won't leave. And like they're having a conversation. Like Bruce was, I'll still blow it if you're still on here. And yeah. they're like, yeah, you should. Because six, yeah. six doesn't outweigh seven billion, dickhead. Blow them all up. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, oh, I'll blow up. And Stomare just comes in and goes, English parts, American parts, Russian parts, all made in Taiwan, and then just beats the piss out of it. I do like that. Yeah. Love my Stomare like that. Saves the day. But there's also a bit when they're flying away and Fletcher's like, I'm going to turn back round. Yeah, like he as fucking he, has the time. As if he's now going to be able to land. Like, you saw, I mean, he took out the independence. Like, you ain't just going to land in the they, exact same spot. I like to point out, if he just put his brakes on, <laughs> and the asteroid just caught and Will Patton's character is like give him one more minute no because that's the point that's the whole concept yeah. in a minute there's no time but then he's cuts to AJ he goes Harry doesn't know how to fail and then in the flashback you see him fail multiple times yeah <laughs> it's like it's like his wife <laughs> left him his first dad, business he, failed he failed his husband <laughs> But he's never not reached the depth that he said he's going to get to. I'm telling you, he didn't. He went to AO2, I'm just saying. <laughs> you do see then uh, it blow up. And not only does it blow up within seconds, but also clears Earth by 400 miles. So they had a bit of time to play. Yeah, they did have a bit of time, yeah. Cut to scenes of people around the world hugging. Harry saved humanity. He's ended wars. He's inspired generations. He's cured cancer. He's cleaned the oceans. He's ended world hunger. He's brought families back together. And most importantly, he's ended this film. As Aerosmith play out, Disney recommends Independence Day 2 because you've had enough of Armageddon. I've... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm sorry. They land. They Independence Day it. Why? So why do they run? Why are they so oh, far I saw that away as well. from I that? I saw that, yeah, yeah. So all these people run. Also, everyone who's clapping has a moustache. <laughs> it's there's not, two... I've them, mate. There's no, there's nary a person without a moustache I swear as well. The, when the runway's full of, uh, let's call them domestic people that are yes. going towards the shuttle as it's landed. Yeah. Um, I... Bearing in mind also that that shuttle comes back into Earth's orbit and lands on a runway yeah. as opposed to what you normally see when they kind of like... Collapse in space. Yeah, and, like, yeah. and, and jettison out and like an escape pod. At this point as well, there's two firefighters that like as they're walking towards the the hero pilots, they're like high five and they're like, yeah. And I can only imagine it's because they're like, yeah, we don't have to do anything. 
it's not on fire. No one's on fire. <laughs> what I love about this is, it's, presumably it's this a locked off area as well. Mm. But Chick's, uh, Chick's former wife and child are there. Charles still the same clothes he was 18 days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Smelly kid. I can smell you from space. But, but also the stripper, that's the same was trying on with. How did she get clearance? She's like, oh, I know him. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sorry, there's two bits here. Billy Bob Thornton comes up, he gets the patch, and yeah. he thinks it's a good thing, when in my head it was a fuck you. He's like, oh, he did he say that. And then William Fincher comes over to Liv Tyler and has the balls. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I just want to shake the hand of the finest man I've ever met. Fuck off, dickhead. You wanted to play the nuke. <laughs> you wanted to play the nuke and he beat you to death with a wrench. Fuck off. Yeah. I still think the worst line, though, is definitely he doesn't know how to fail, which is then shown at a scene where he's then failing. <laughs> As he's getting the piss kicked out of him by an asteroid. I do, I do, I do, I do hope that like when he goes, oh, um, permission to shake the hand of the bravest man I've ever known. No. And then it, get, it cuts to a flashback of, of, uh, of Bruce Willis in that final call to Liv Tyler. He's like, when they get back, there's going to be someone on board that ship. Spit on him. <laughs> if he has to shake your hand, bite it. Fucking hell. Oh. It's a mess. It's a hot mess. This film is it's a it's, hot it's, mess. It's, it's, it's enjoyable in the sense that it's laughable. <laughs> It's it's the as I said at the very beginning, and I probably should have saved my salient point to the end. A Roland Emmerich movie knows what it is, yeah, and it has tongue in cheek and comedy, and it doesn't try to walk a line of being serious or dramatic. And I think the the biggest crime in Armageddon is that there are actors going for Oscar performances when it doesn't warrant it. Billy Bob Thornton's one of them, mm. who I do like in this film. I do think Billy Bob is perfectly cast. Yeah, I and that. I think he's probably got a big paycheck. I don't think it's going to be like when he describes his film career like the, in the top five. Oh, I remember when I did Armageddon and I got so much more afterwards. Yeah. I was raking in. It was the greatest. I got so many awards. Angelina <laughs> saw it and that's how we got married. Um, I apologise for that as I just said. I, I, I think, um, I think, is that that rewatching it now? It, it, you know, with my mid thirties glasses on, I, I do. I do think the the biggest shock with it is even Independence Day has an element of comedy to it. You know, Will Smith yeah. punching an alien. Welcome to Earth. Yeah, like it's Chris Rock. There's so much. Like, <laughs> sorry. sorry, sorry. Sometimes they just take you minute to go, and I was like, Chris Rock never said that, and then I realised. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> Very funny. But I, I just. I, I watched it this week and I was like, why is this film so serious? The score, the feel, Will Will Fletcher, like, you know, sweat it. Say you're going to do it, man. It's just, it's just so many American flags. It's unbelievable. Michael Bay wears many coats, but one hat. That's what I say. And <laughs> and the, the reason was, I was watching the scene where the f- independence goes down and you hear all this shot and it's all these quick edits. And do you know what scene it reminds me of and is most like in any Michael Bay film? The scene in The Rock where this, Special Ops team gets massacred by the Marines. Yeah. They're exactly, if you played them side by side, they're exactly the same. Only Michael Bay could see a shuttle being destroyed, the same as a Marine unit getting murdered. Michael Bay, keep wearing that hat. I've never really been a fan other than The Rock. And, you know, I've always said that on this podcast with Michael Bay. And I do struggle with it, some of his films, but... I liked Pain Again. I do think that's and 13 days in Basra. I believe 13 hours in Basra. There are some good elements in there mm. when he changes his style. Armageddon to me my most fun is talking about it with you in mm. this podcast or when I first watched it with Esther but when I was watching it on my own on a Saturday night I just felt sad I don't feel I'm going to go back and rewatch it I said I do in a taste yeah. and I, said, I don't think I'll ever watch this film again 
I think the only way I would is mm. if when my daughter's old enough and she's like, what's the what, worst? What's, what's, what's really, what's laughable funny? And it's like, and if she gets into film, I, I will, it's almost like a rite of passage. It's yeah. like, you know, in the 90s, this was an idea for a film. You have, and, and you say it and she's like, no, I'm like, it fucking was. It and was. it had Hollywood's best actor at the time <laughs> because the studio bribed him into doing it or blackmailed him into doing it. Um, but I do think Bruce Willis actually does a very good job. I don't think it's the acting. I think it's the writing that's bad in this film. Yeah, yeah. And it does give you, like, Michael Clark Duncan's brilliant in this and probably helped him get other roles. Owen Wilson needed the money badly. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Willem is all right. The acting. The writing's terrible. Yeah, it's, and it's an unforgivable story, isn't it? It's, do you it, think it's better than Deep Impact, which is obviously the big film that came out at the same time? So similar story, so for now, they always say this. It wasn't Asteroid, it was a comet. Like, it makes a fucking difference. It's the same story. Oh, yeah, so so for, someone would be like, oh, yeah, it's a meteor, not an asteroid. And I'd like to point out as well that, um, that in Deep Impact, they send um, NASA people. Mm. They actually send people, <laughs> scientists. And, and Deep Impact deals more along the, we can only save so many people, and you're I, on the lottery, but I, they aren't. I'd like the the political aspect of it, like Morgan Freeman and I believe at the beginning it's uh, James Cromwell. It's like he does, he's a minister but doesn't believe it. I like the political aspect and the Tia Leone mm. is a reporter is trying to find out. I like that. The actual asteroid stuff, I just wish he'd kill Elijah Wood to be honest. He's annoying. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that for episode 300. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> What's one of your top five? Is is this asteroid one of your top five asteroids in the film? <laughs> um, do you know what? Actually, yeah. didn't mind the asteroid. <laughs> the asteroid was alright. Yeah. What I really loved about it, which is funny, it's got that Star Wars thing. You know, like when when the ship's going in, you know, the atmosphere around it is so chaotic. But when they land, it's not yeah, so too it's fine, bad. Until the end, when it realizes it's going to kill him, it's like, yeah. oh, and all <laughs> them spikes appear. And, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I just I kind of feel like we missed a better movie with Keith Davis's idea of can't we just nuke it? Yeah, and them just sending hundred and seventy nukes up to see if they could just derail it a couple of degrees. Yeah. You know, or like, sense, can we it? just can we can we fly a plane alongside it? with just a real big pole and just try and nudge it. Do you know what? That's that's the thing about space. It's perpetual energy. Just do that. would yeah. technically work. <laughs> he says, with no, no, no sign bait. It'll just, it'll just smile and keep coming at you. <laughs> what the smartest man Jason Isaac Yeah, says. but if you, you if your wife will be opening ketchup bottles for the rest of your life. Like, that's the biggest thing you do with your fucking fingers. It's like, <laughs> like or play with myself. <laughs> or she'll be playing you'll with herself. To, you'll have to learn to do it with your <laughs> other hand. <laughs> There's there you go. It. Stick it between your body and your arm <laughs> or the finger. There you go. Saw it. Wife doesn't have to do it for the rest of your life. Lazy bastard. Yeah. That is our show for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye. <laughs>